Halloween time. Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey, it's Halloween month here at Adafruit. Yeah, it's me, so. Lady Ada, filled yeah. with his Boglins. It's a Boglin that's going to be taking over the show. And if you're interested in yeah. Boglins and maybe the history of Boglins and who designed them and what yeah, he's we'll, up to, we'll talk about that too. you're in luck because yeah. we we're going to talk about we that. Lot, we got a lot of that going on today. We have a lot going on. Last week was the Ada Box unboxing, so I hope everyone enjoyed yeah. that. If uh, you just got your Ada Box because so, you purchased one in the store, you can check out that unboxing on YouTube. Now I'm back in the saddle, as they say, the yeah. Boglin saddle. Got an exciting show for you tonight. Got to catch up on all that news and new products and videos and guides and more. Check it. Okay, on tonight's show, the code is pumpkin fruit. 10% off in Native Fruit Store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Everything is set for Code Academy, gift certificates, and Adabox. But it gives you 10% off things in the Adafruit store. It supports us, an open source hardware company. Thank you so much. We had a, se a fantastic September. This was a double digit year over year growth September for us. And that means we're still in business and we can pay the bills and uh, we can pay all of us here. And these are the people you support. We are a loan free venture, capital free, 100% lady owned, ad free Adafruit. Use the code SaveBuck2 and continue to help support a cool open source hardware company. We'll talk about open source hardware a month later too. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. And this week we're going to show a clip from last week because it's so good. JP is going to show his video, make code minute, and we're going to have a couple sneak peeks and more. We have some Python on hardware news, another big week. Time travel, look back in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, current events, and more. Help wanted some cool jobs on the Adafruit's board. We will talk about those. It is open source hardware month all month long, so we've been doing a post today. We'll talk about a couple of posts we've done so far this month. 3D printing, we got double the Ruiz brothers this week, so it's a, there's like four of them. Um, we have last week's videos and this week's videos. 
We have made in New York City factory footage. We got some new products. We'll answer your questions. We do that in Discord at the end. So please put them there, adafruit.it slash discord, and we're celebrating over 14,000 people there. We got some top secret. We'll give away something, all that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. Ask an engineer. Yep. That's us. I will soon be replaced by, this is a new host, co-host. Hello. This lady is a new friend. Um, but let's, uh, let's dive right in. So in addition to saving a buck or two, pumpkin fruit, we have the free deals. We, we do. We did run out of stickers for the entire month of September. We gave them away. Every order got a circuit Python, Python sticker. Blinka sticker. Yeah. But we're out. But we have other freebies. Back to our classics. Got other freebies. So what uh, what did they get? For what? $99 or more, you'll get a free circuit. Sorry. $99 or more, you'll get a free mm -hmm. Promoproto half-size breadboard. Uh, it's our lovely uh, half-size solderless breadboard alike PCB that uh, you can attach hardware to and thus recycle your solderless breadboard and make them more permanent. At $199 or more, we get uh, give you free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. So if you're in the lower 48 and you order 199 or more, you will get it shipped for free with trackable insured shipping. It's like high quality and stuff. And then uh, 299 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express, our all-in-one development board that comes with support for Arduino, MakeCode, CircuitPython, Code.org.js discoveries, um, Teeny Go and much, much more. It's a lovely board that has LEDs, buttons, sensors, all built in. It's great for wearables, great for beginners, it's great for experts. It's just great. Okay. As far as shipping goes, like Lady Ada said, UPS ground is the way to go. Uh, we recommend it. Recommend it, recommend it, Postal recommend it. is uh, fun. Fun sometimes if it's, you want a mystery. Like a, it's like a Halloween thing, it's a little spooky. Yeah, there was a person on Twitter and I felt bad because I know it's not what they wanted to hear, but they said, hey, like, UPS said, uh, sorry, Postal Service said they didn't get the package. It's like, no, when we when we send you the tracking information, that means we've handed it off to the Postal Service. But you may not get another it, tracking notice until it gets to you. It can arrive, yeah. and then later on they might update the tracking. It, the tracking is very uh, not quite trackable. And then DHL, that's best for international. Um, one note in the world of shipping. So UPS got approval for drone delivery, but not in places like New York City, but more in places where there's just a lot of fields and distance. Mm. But um, you know, one of the reasons we got the, the top floor of our building, in addition to the other floors we have here, is we eventually want to do drone delivery in New York City. So um, I sent an email to our contacts at UPS because we're still waiting around for however we can do that. So yeah. we'd be able to, uh, someone would order something, same day delivery, um, which you know, right now it goes to you by a car, but you would order before 11 a.m. and then we would send a drone. That'd be cool. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but we're getting closer and closer. So we're going to talk to some of our uh, UPS account reps and figure out like maybe we can be part of the, the trial of the beta um, to get packages delivered in New York City via drone. Okay. Um, people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady Ada, did. Um, on the show and tell, talk about who was there and then we're gonna uh, show a one minute 30 second clip from last week because it's a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit example that's yeah. amazing. Okay. So talk about this week and then we'll this do, week, do a rewind. We had a bunch week. of info folks coming by showing off what they're working on. Aaron is making a fizzy gig jacket wrap scarf with monster mask eyes and it's got like a mouth that opens and it looks hilarious and she's a big fan of Dark Crystal so that's cool. Brian is working on uh, the LSM303 AGR uh, magnetometer accelerometer. He's got the accelerometer working so magnetometer next. 
Melissa is getting the TFT Gizmo guide running. So she's testing out the TFT Gizmo with the Circuit Playground Express and Bluefruit and writing up a guide. JP is um, working, uh, did a, last week's project was a Velociraptor puppet with a voice changer demo. And after some hilarious uh, soft starts, he eventually got that up and running to demo and it's cool. Um, so check out the voice changer capabilities in the monster mask because we include a microphone uh, in every Ada box and a cable specifically so people can do voice changer projects. Speaking of which, Philby came back and showed again his amazing devil mask demo with this like skull demon mask head with um, glowing fire eyes and uh, voice changer built in. So it's a great like ready to go all in one costume that when you speak, um, it makes it sound like you're, you're the undead. Just so cool. And the Noah Prater showed off this week's project, which is a Monster Mask Eyes Cappy. They love uh, Mario Odyssey, and so uh, does their young assistant. And so they had um, a lot of fun building this project and wearing it around. And then from the community, uh, Richard A. Uh, joined a makerspace at University of Washington and is making a cloud project that they made before. It's, it's a um, Wi-Fi uh, weather cloud. This time, uh, using an ESP32 feather with MP3 play playback wing, fast uh, LED for um, random LED effects, and uh, it's kind of long, slowly but surely. It's fun to integrate all the stuff together. And then JMK built a DIY Raspberry Pi compute module computer. It's like a tower computer with a Raspberry Pi and hooking up all of like the buttons and ports um, and stuff to the Raspberry Pi. So it's a good computer computer. It's neat. Yep. All participants on the show and tell get it as seen on the show and tell sticker. If you're a kid, please have your parent like entities email supportedifruit.com. And then um, last week there was a fantastic demo, and I just wanted to play that clip from last week's only minute 30 seconds, and it shows Blue Fruit, Circuit Playground Express, solder free, control a tie. Go for so it. Take it away. I'm gonna go to John G. Please take hey. it. How are you guys? So, I will be super fast. So, I got my brand new Circuit Playground Express Blue Fruit Edition, and uh, so I wanted to use the app, and I was able to do with these wonderful um, standoffs for the CPX and your uh, NeoPixel strands a no-solder um, opportunity to create a tie that is app-controlled. So you can yeah. choose your color and press yeah. in there. Woo! We've Whoa, got that going. it's blue. But what if he's... But you can do more. But wait, there's more. So if it's um, at the university where I teach, it is um, parent-teacher day So uh, on Friday. So I'm going to tell the students that their parents can come and they can make it glow in all different kinds of ways. But also, if you really want to play along with the home game, whoops, you can go ahead and press. Uh, and um, I'm not sure if you noticed, but when you click the button, you can make it go up and down and oh, really wow. And if you want to make your little Larson scanner, by the way, shout out to Aaron and Michael Sklar. I adapted the code that you used in your really cool scarf to make some tie stuff happening. But this is all the greatness that we can do with the Circuit Player and Express Blue Fruit Edition, even the alpha version. And you can do these with no soldering at all. So I'll be sure yeah, to share the code with you. Amazing. So, all right. Thank well, you. thank you so much. Please email support at adafruit.com so we can send you an asking on the show and tell sticker. And I'm absolutely going to take this clip. And when people say, well, what can the Blue Fruit it's a cool right. looking tie. Nice build Thank there. You for your work. Thank you. All right, sweet. All right, next up, we're going to go to Ron. 
Well, you're a man of your word. Yeah, I said I was going to make that you, clip. And then you did. And so this is part of our Eight for Live series of shows. JP is doing a bunch of stuff. Here's a little preview. Um, this is Untitled JP Game. Honk. 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 Hello, I am Mr. Dinosaur. The asteroid is coming. So we're kicking it full gear in Halloween mode here. Um, last week was the unboxing of Adabox, and just a special note, we will run out, go to adabox.com, maybe right now, maybe put a note, like a sticky, some type of form Reminder, to remember something. Yeah and then go to it because the holiday one is going to ship out in November and we will run out and uh, if you like this Adabox now that you know what it is and everything the next one's even better and uh, this is just a little clip of what JP showed last week it was uh, it had a little mannequin it was kind of cute so. Tune in tomorrow for GP's show. It's 4 p.m. Eastern time where you'll see how to make all these things and more and also Make Code Minute. Here is last week's Make Code Minute. Take it away. For the Make Code Minute today, I want to show you how you can use some simple loops to multiply the frequency of a tone in order to play some simple musical arpeggios. So if you look in my MakeCode session, I have a forever loop that will run, and I'm essentially running two four loops that will cycle through a value. The first one is the index value, and that runs zero to three. When that runs, what it's gonna do is it will call a change to the root note of a little arpeggio using this little uh, list I have here of root notes. Then once we've established a root note, I have this little arpeggio that runs, it'll play zero through six, so it plays seven notes, and it plays that root tone based on our index of the list, and then it multiplies that by this number, either zero through six for half a beat and plays a little tone. I'm also playing a frame from an animation. Uh, so if you look at my overhead in the down shooter and listen, and then I added a slide switch to be able to mute that. Uh, so that is a pretty simple way that you can use the uh, for loops and a little bit of math to create a little tune without having to individually select all of the notes. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, and also don't forget to go to edfordaily.com and sign up for um, GP's newsletter that he's going to be, Make Code Monthly. be the editor of. And it is Make Code Monthly. And this, so I, I contribute to the links in it. Yeah. But this is uh, GP. It's everything with Make Code. Make Code Arcade. Make Code Microbit. Make Code Robotics. There's a lot going on. Make Code, Make Code, Make Code, Make Code, Make Code. Okay. It's all in there. So, uh, 
moving right along. Uh, of course, tomorrow, once again, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, JP Show. Cool. Uh, it is Python on hardware time. Blinka, there blinka, is blinka. a lot going on. Okay. So, whew. First, first up, Dan Halbert did a talk at the SIPB Sippy. Sippy 50 Physical Computing, and this is one of the best talks I've seen. Um, it's not just because Dan works with us, it just tells our story and the CircuitPython story, and um, it's to a group of computer scientists and MIT folks. So this is a really good talk. Um, it's on YouTube, and we also put it in the newsletter, and you can also, I think, see a link to it on uh, sipb50.mit.edu. Okay, we have some guides. Circuit Python libraries on any computer with the FT232H. Correct. All computers can use CircuitPython now. Carter worked on this. It was amazing. He did a great job. Yeah. And basically now, you know, if we have sensors that use I2C or SPI or GPIO, you can now connect them to a Mac or Windows or Linux desktop computer and then over USB uh, use our CircuitPython libraries to communicate with those devices, which is neat because, but, you know, historically you've either had to use a Linux computer with GPIO like Raspberry Pi or a CircuitPython board like a Feather or Circuit Playground Express, yeah. but now you can use any computer. We'll talk about it a little bit more as we get to guides, but that's a good overview. Okay, Hackspace Magazine 23 is out, and you know, you release hardware into the world, you're always a little worried because... Are people gonna like it? People are gonna like it or not like it, and congratulations, everyone who worked on this. 10 out of 10, high praise. There's something fundamental and endearing about hardware that is well-engineered to do a single job. Verdict, an easy and fun way to add wow to your Halloween costumes. Thank you so much, Hackspace. And uh, we tried really hard on this one. This was this was a very weird and interesting piece of electronics to do. I'm so what really they're happy. saying is, it's really great that it only does eyes. It only does eyes, um, but it does more. Okay. okay. Uh, congratulations to Farnell. They've shipped 15 million Raspberry Pi units. Um, I decided a long time ago to keep track of it. So if you, the one million mark was in 2013, two million November 2013. 3.8 million, 2014. 5 million, 2015. There's a pattern. 14 and 15-ish million sold by July of 2017. 23 million by December 2018. 25 million, March of 2019. And I emailed the Pi Foundation. I said, hey, I'm about to like keep this stat thing going. How many? And they said, just north of 28 million. So okay. it's cool. Cool, by the end of the year, 30. I like seeing all these reporters and journalists who come up with numbers and they say like no source? It's my article. There's only one place that you can get this information. Because we ask. Because I asked directly. Yeah. <laughs> turns out you can ask good questions and you'll get good answers. Anyways, um, Circuit Python sticks its way to Pymeroni. Pymeroni is doing a lot of feather-related products, projects, and code over at Pymeroni. Check out their GitHub stuff and more, and you will see a bunch of Circuit Python. You just wanted to use this blink of pie. I've been waiting. Next up, we just showed this video, but this is it. Thank you. G, showing off the Circuit Playground Express Bluefruit with a cool tie project. We also posted up another video. This came from Scott. This is from the show until last week of Glider. Glide your way to some code if you want to do iOS or Android or Android coding. Wait, but I, um, does it work on Android? No. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> you can uh, check out Glider and it is our easy to use wireless way to code with CircuitPython on that later on android no maybe yes yes okay <laughs> not really okay um group gets 
feather takes flight over there with particle squared. Um, every time there's a, a feather format something, we love writing about it. People send them to us. I got a whole collection. We do. It's gets. an awesome list. I'm a backer. I think I'll get one of these. Maybe. I don't understand how group gets worked exactly, but I put money into this thing, and I know maybe I'll get one because it looks like a feather, and that's what I wanted. So we'll see how that goes. We have an update, coding for CircuitPython on iOS. iOS 13.1, something, 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 there's been a new update every day since it came out, um, is here. And if you want to use your iOS device, specifically an iOS iPad, it's, it's like a computer, um, you can do that. And it's super cool. Let me show you how. There's a new textbook that's out for people who like textbooks. By so, Horvath and Horvath. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's true. It is true. And uh, this is updated, and it is current, and it is the most uh, recent book on the subject of Python and Raspberry Pi and learning IoT. A bunch of Adafruit stuff in this. You will like it. Um, we will have maybe uh, we'll maybe stocking it. We have to figure out if we can get it. Um, but it is a textbook. So check it out. It's in the newsletter. It's also on our site. We now have 79 boards on circuitpython.org slash downloads. That means from Arduino to a board that probably starts with Z, if there's a, you can run CircuitPython on something. We have every shape and size and color of boards. We're almost up to 100. Can't wait. And with that, we have things like, get a Pi board, no problem. New, now we have CircuitPython support for you Pi got, board. You got a Serpente? Serpente. Cool. Just came out. Yes, both you, flavors. You, you, want, you want a USB-C, STM, feather looking thing? No problem, we got that going on. Come on soon. And then last up, um, we have Blinka, and we have 23 different SBCs. Plus single, that FT232H. Single board computers. Single board computers. And that lets you run Blinka on all of this. All right. Trademark news. All right, so over on the MicroPython <laughs> forums. Yeah, We've talked to someone today who's just like, you know, my full-time thing is just dealing with trademarks yeah, like, and licensing. you know anything about trademarks and licensing? Like, like, That's all I know about. So uh, someone in the, the MicroPython forum said, hey, I wanted to sell my MicroPython board on Taobao, Alibaba, but someone blocked me. They say they own the word MicroPython. And so that's not good. And so what's happening right now in China is someone is squatting, someone is trying to steal mm. the MicroPython name. That's not good. Python has the worldwide trademark on Python, and they're super cool. They're like, hey, here's the things you can do it, here's the things you can't do it. So right now there is someone, they are taking the name and they're saying, we own Python, in China, and we only own it. We you can't do anything. Mm, so, that's not good. so that's not good. So we contacted Damien, creator of MicroPython. Yeah. And uh, we contacted the Python Foundation lawyers. Yep. We asked our lawyers um, if they if they could help, and they will. And we're going to try our best to make sure that MicroPython is for people who work with MicroPython and Python Foundation if they want to use it. But it's not going to be used as a as a tool to not allow mm. people to sell boards if they want to sell a board. And the thing that the person wanted to do in the community is like they had a MicroPython compatible board and they just wanted to put it up for sale and that wasn't even okay. Yeah. So that's not cool. So anyways, that's going on. I'll update everyone later. Um, and we also know what's coming next, which is someone's going to try to steal um, Blinka. They'll say they invented Blinka. Um, we've seen that happen before. They're like, oh, I have Blinka. Um, it's like, no, like our little logo. No, and everything. There's people that say they're Adafruit in other countries. No. They're not. And so um, it's open source hardware. You can do anything except for that. Just please don't say you're Adafruit. Yes. So we'll get into some of that later because it's open source hardware month. All right, other stuff. Um, this is really cool. I just like the name of this. This is the Easy 
make oven controller, and this uses a pie portal. Yeah, it looks great. I thought this was neat. This like is Dan's plotting. work in progress. Okay. He uses the um, I squared C port on and a, for the thermocouple and a digital pin to control a toaster oven. Also used the um, power switch tail, I think, so you didn't have to worry about high voltage. Nice. Okay, this is the string car. This is going to be a new board that's going to be added. It's one of those things that goes on a string. I like how it's just like a feather that does one thing and one yeah, thing only. Cool. I like this. So you know those free stickers? Here's uh, daughter computer, dad computer. Nice. They both have the stickers. Um, there's more cool artwork going on with um, the Circuit Python and Moobook in Japan. Just every week there's more cool artwork. I want to watch this movie. I want this to. This is so cool. This is the best Ghost yeah. in the Shell episode. Yeah. LED eyes, making the rounds. They're everywhere. Yes. Everyone has them. Teenage Mutant Ninja LED eyes. And then here's a cool fox. Look at this fox with that kind of blinky eyes. Hey. Here's a neat circuit Python project, and I'm going to play a short clip, and I'll tell you what it does. Here's a project I call Tilting Arpeggios. As I tilt the Circuit Playground Express, it plays different notes from arpeggios. Okay, do you remember like three minutes ago when I was talking about the Serpente board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Arturo, who's active in the Python community and the Twitters, I really like this quote. It's like, you know what? If, if you just update this with the latest Circuit Python, you get all this stuff for free. So that's Audio. really neat. Bipping. Yeah. Displays. Yeah. Fonts. Yeah. I squared C, yep. rotary controllers, yep. terminal IO. Yep. Pretty amazing. Okay. Caitlin's dad is instantly making memes of all the things we do. This is kind of cool. Took the eyeballs that we have, Monster Mask, and made an operation game. And so check that out. There's a cool video. Nina was at a conference, and I collect these photos of badges. So everyone's making, you know, badges with our badges. And so this is like a super decorated badge. And then uh, this is kind of neat. Anthony made a badge, and uh, I thought that was cool. This is from Melissa's guide. Yeah, and nice. so people are doing it. They're 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 using this and they're able to use it at multiple conferences. And Toll Nick was told, did a great podcast testing code, and it's all about improving programming education. Listen to it; it's worth it. It's really good, especially if you're an educator. And then also Nicholas picks up this great HyperCard. If you liked HyperCard and you like making your own interactive stories has a great guide, a great video, and you can see some of the work in progress. Because there was so much stuff going on with the newsletter, I made a little video that just shows all of it very fast, and here it is. That's some nice music, too. Scroll through it. Practically an entire magazine devoted to Python on hardware every single week. SimonDataFruitDaily.com. Free. Oof. Okay, time travel. Let's go. What happened? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. Let's let's go forward in the time. Forward. You know what's All next right. week? Boom! It's a day. You know what's cool? This has nothing to do with us. We don't have to run it. We just—it's a worldwide celebration. It's so cool. Yeah. Oof. We get to be part of it, but yeah. we don't have to organize it, yeah. which we love. So October eighth, Ada Lovelace Day. We'll have a bunch of stuff on our blog and more. We are doing tons and tons and tons and tons of Halloween stuff. 
this year, we kicked it off not only with Monster Mass, but we interviewed Tim Clark, King of Gross. It is an hour-long interview. We talk about the history of Boglins and more. This is uh, a look back at things like uh, Sectars and Dark Crystal, his work with Jim Henson and Muppets and more. This is super cool. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and we're going to probably do a couple projects together. Yes, it was our long video, but video, but it's it's like about the history of also like what was it like to make toys at that time, and what's the process, and, yeah. and he makes toys now, and how is that different? Yeah, very neat. And one of the things that I, that I wanted to mention too is like you know we've been doing these um, fun fun mods that have our hardware, yeah, and uh, you know Tim's Tim's ideas and designs in there. But one of the things, yeah, I was going to turn on. One of the things I thought that was really neat that the story that I don't think people know about with something like Boglins is they took Hollywood level special effects, you know, rubber puppets that you would normally use for, you know, m monster movies. And, you know, he, d he made something that, that so many young people could get into. And this was like... Yeah, and he was talking about, yeah. in, the, in the video, he talks about how when he was interviewing to work with Jim Henson, alternative ways of making puppets and like how to make mm. puppeteering, because puppeteering is something that humans love to do, We've but this forever. usually a lot of toys, they're just, they're dolls. And so, you know, trying to take the skills that he learned, working with Jim Henson and turning that into a toy and yeah. that process. Yeah. And that's why the Boglins are so much fun is because it, they come with the, the, the stage, the box of the stage, yeah. and they have a story. And you talked about this um, uh, ocean, uh, oceanographer yeah. who was inspired by they, the box. Even. On the back it has like field notes from a biologist and he tells a story about a, a biologist who's, you know, it's 30 years later and he's like, I owe my career to you. And yeah. uh, Tim said, what are you, a puppeteer now or something? And he goes, no, I'm a biologist, but I, I like the taxonomy and the idea of this like menagerie of animals and species. Yeah. So anyways, you can get these on eBay. The Boglins are like 30 years old, but uh, some of the eyes fall out, but that's really good for us because I just jammed these in there and now I've got my own special effects boglin yeah so anyways uh watch it it's really good and then um look for some cool stuff from tim we're going to probably do some uh collaborations yes more. okay so gross collaborations yeah um we also did a stem of sunday and so i'm just going to have past you take it away thanks past me what is this hey it's a stem of sunday but it's also an stm sunday i'm trying out the stm 32 f405 feather that we designed a couple weeks ago, put together some prototypes. It's a nice, fast 168 megahertz Cortex-M4 from ST. And I put a Stemma connector on it. So you can see this really nice little plug and play quick or Stemma QT compatible connected to an accelerometer, MSA 301. So what's neat is we were building CircuitPython for it. So you can see it shows up as a disk drive and the files appear here. Yep. And then I've got it open in Moo, which is their CircuitPython editor of choice. And you can see down here, Feather F405. And I've got the CircuitPython code for um, reading acceleration data and printing it from the MSA301. You can see it's like super short code. It could even be shorter if I wanted to, but I like to make sure everything's clear. And let's run this code. So Control D, getting data coming out. And mm. then thanks to the awesome plotter, I'm going to click this plotter button. And we can see plotter data, and then as I twist the accelerometer around, the data is streaming real time to the plotter through CircuitPython, through yeah. the Feather STM32F405. Yeah. Pretty epic. Good work.
All right. Also, Adafruit.io has a lot of stuff. Brent and I are now in a competition because oh, yeah? Brent has the Adafruit IoT Internet mm -hmm. of Things newsletter. It's like a thousand signups already, so he's catching up pretty fast. Really, he's, a thousand signups? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So you know, just yeah. So, anyways, it's going to break his leg. No, it's a really good newsletter. Okay. So check it that out on Adafruit. I don't want Nancy Kerrigan it. No, don't do that. Because no, no, she, he, she's the one win. who got hit with the thing. Well, he would yeah. be the Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. Um, but anyways, on Adafruit IO, there is a bunch of new knobs and icons and more. Usually, work well with competition, so. Maybe yeah, what we've decided is because there's not really any good newsletters, we have to just make a bunch of newsletters and we're going to compete with ourselves. Each other. Yeah, so we got the Make Code newsletter, yeah. IoT newsletter, yeah, 3D printing, 3D printing electronics, yeah. electronics, yeah. electronics yeah. wearables, yeah. electronics tips. Yeah. Maker business. Yeah, maker yeah. business. Okay. We have an Adafruit jobs board. There's some cool new jobs. Jobs.adafruit.com. Job and this jobs. is like full circle for me. This is, this is one of the reasons we wanted to have a jobs board to have a really cool place where it was moderated it was something that you and i could look at to make sure there's nothing weird on it and we can also celebrate really cool companies really cool organizations so we're proud to announce we have a nonprofit section yay so the eff you got an award from them community manager they're looking for one development director they're looking for one if we weren't doing adafruit stuff i would say we'd probably be doing EFF that'd stuff. be fun yeah Okay, so in San Francisco, yep. get to hang out with the coolest yep. goths and non-goths. They have lovely. kittens and they have coffee in the office for sure. And they fight the good fight. Some awesome women there. Yep. Okay. Next up. It is Open Source Hardware Month. We are an open All source hardware company. Long. So what we're doing is every single month during Open Source Hardware Month, we are doing a post. Every single day and we're doing open source hardware stories, open source stories, and more. And the idea is we will... Hopefully, get the word out about uh, some folks who maybe didn't get in the spotlight. So we're going to cover all the normal stuff first. Yeah. Um, so the first thing we covered is like, well, why don't we start ten years ago ish? And uh, I liked your video that we recorded for the keynote of the Open Hardware Summit. So many years ago. So that was almost ten years ago, and uh, your talk was really good. And I thought it nice. captured. It's still relevant to this day. It's a timeless talk. So you know, my favorite part neat. is how um, I talk about how there's all the scammers, and I have my eye on them. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they better watch out. Yeah, but, the, yeah. Okay. So. Timeless content. Next up. Yesterday. Yeah. Or was it today? No, it was today because it's midnight, yeah. yeah. Um, posted up because it's a second. Uh, the open source hardware definition. So we did an overview of what the open source hardware definition is. So we were on that mailing list about 10 years ago, talked about it, and uh, basically... The, the, the end of the story is, whatever tool you use, put out the files. The best you can. Put it under like a Creative Commons-like license. Tapper. Share alike. MIT. Share, well, no, that's for, for the, hard, for the yes, hardware. Yes, yes. Share alike attribution. Yes. Right? That seems to work out really yeah, well. That worked out, so that's, that's fine. Um, Arduino does it, a lot of people do that for their files. And then for the code, an OSI-approved license works. Yay. That's pretty much it. However, and I put this in the, the notes, um, a lot of folks have and will get hung up on the tool used for making open source hardware. Someone will complain about Eagle or Altium being used. Even if you only use open source CAD tools, someone will complain that you use a Windows or Mac machine. If you use Linux, they'll complain that your computer is still not open enough because its firmware inside of it is not open. If you happen to be pure enough and pass that test, someone will email you and complain that the elevator that you take to your office to make open source hardware doesn't have open source firmware in the elevator, therefore you are not really doing open source because an elevator that's closed source brought you up to do the closed source hardware because it's not really open source. Then 
if you just happen not to take an elevator, maybe take the stairs. Yeah. Um, don't worry. Um, you still didn't pass the purity test. Your soldering iron, if it has any electronics, nope. Uh, if it's not open source, you're not yeah, doing open source. That was a pretty funny hardware. email when somebody was like, your soldering iron is open source. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, any equipment, not open source. Now, somehow, if you pass all those purity tests, don't worry. There's more ahead. If you take a photo of your open source hardware and make a video about it, uh-uh-uh. There's no real open source ways to do that. Therefore, your open source hardware, not really open source I remember source being told, like, oh, because you use YouTube, it's not yeah. really open source. All these complaints are usually on mailing lists and yeah. on Twitter. And um, they're emailed directly to you. Yes. Um, to discourage Sometimes. you and make you feel bad about yeah. what you're doing. And you know what? Here's the secret. Just work around good people. Ignore all of that. And do those things. Put it under a Creative Commons license for the hardware. Yeah. And then use an OSI approved license. Because that guy who's complaining and tweeting... He's got nothing else to do. Yeah. He's lonely, so don't listen to him. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's you, why you can listen to me. And I'll tell you, you're good enough. And that's why there is one word in the open source hardware definition that's so important. It's ideally. Ideally, everything would be open source, like the tool you use. But we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, one of my examples when we were going through this mailing list thing is like, well, Bunny obviously does open source hardware, but he uses Altium. Yeah. Is, so he now loves what? Altium. Now what? Yeah. Now what? So, anyways. So that was day two. We'll see what day three brings. Okay, day three. What will day three bring? Okay, um, Lady Ada, guides, we have... Guides, guides, Yeah, speaking of open source hardware, we have 2017 guides. I know, I we're I have to like, along. make this screen too big. Okay, I'm, I, I, let me... All right, can you read that on that screen while I... Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell me what you want to talk about first. Okay, so uh, I kind of forgot to make the All the Internet of Things episode three services guide live, so I finally got around to that this week. Sorry about that. Uh, four was already live. And then five is coming soon, and then we're going to be filming six. Okay. So that's all about services. Okay. We've got the Boglin Monster Mask mod by Isaac. Do you want to build this thing? Uh, you can get a, a used Boglin, or maybe you have one, uh, and it's, you know, they, they get older, the latex, you know, starts uh, disintegrating a little bit. The eyeballs fall out so that you can replace them with digital eyeballs. Boglin Botox. Boglin Botox. Uh, we've got the mini smart home uh, with an ESP Huzzah, Hass IO, and Raspberry Pi, and Cricut. By Richard A. It's all about how to make a little um, uh, a, a DIY home-controlled automation setup without having to actually wire up your home because it's a little home. It's a dollhouse, which is, I thought, a cool idea. We got the Cappy Monster Mask with animated eyes. We'll uh, show the guide for that. Uh, it's taking an off-the-shelf Cappy, 3D printing um, some large chunky eyes, which then you can put the monster mask into and have these little animated eyes. Uh, Brent has a guide on how to upgrade the ESP32 firmware on your airlift board. This is handy uh, if you've got a Pi Portal or a Featherwing airlift because we're going to be doing a lot of ESP32 work uh, in the future and uh, we want to make sure people can upgrade their modules. We've got a guide from Phil B on how to uh, spruce up a uh, off-the-shelf um, mask. So we got this from, you know, whatever, some Halloween Target, Target Halloween store. Walmart. Walmart, and then um, how to you know paint it a little bit and craft it to make it look even better, <coughs> and then how to put the monster mask eyes and the uh, voice changer uh, capability of the monster mask into it to turn it into a really epic uh, voice changing demon skull costume with uh, blinking fireball eyes. Uh, speaking of, of, of uh, voice changing, we get the Velociraptor voice and eye upgrade. So if you don't want to make a full mask, you can make a puppet that does something similar. It's a voice changer. Uh, plus eyeball, but on your hand, not your face. And then from Carter, we got the guide for using the CircuitPython 
libraries on any computer. So in this case, it's a Linux computer, but I used it on the Windows, and we also tried it on a Mac. So you can now uh, use an FT232H as a USB to GPIO adapter to let you blink LEDs, uh, read buttons, uh, control I2C SPI devices. Uh, we even show how you can connect an RGB TFT display, like a 240 by 480 display up to it uh, using the SPI port. And uh, you can send images and stuff you want to display on um, from your computer onto this little display using the FT232H. It's really neat, uh, especially if you have always wanted to interface with hardware, but there's no way to do that with Python without getting an Arduino involved. You don't need to do that anymore. We've got uh, the Xenomorph Halloween Candy Buckets Fun Project, uh, taking an off-the-shelf Xenomorph bucket, adding a little uh, server-controlled um, mouth that sticks out, much like uh, that scene from Aliens 2. That's a nice, that's a nice technique. The, the hot glue looks like... Uh, like spit, yeah. Like alien drool. Alien, it's made out of acid or hot glue. Uh, so this is like a fun upgrade because it just it makes it even creepier and funnier. And then uh, shout out to Jelly for doing such a great little uh, animation GIF there. And uh, we also got a starter guide on how to program CircuitPython USB devices with an iPhone or iPad. If you upgraded to 13.1, uh, you now have the storage capability that was added in um, iOS 13, which means you can now plug in CircuitPython boards, any CircuitPython boards, and you can actually write code for that device on an iOS tablet or phone, which is really neat. It's kind of new, so there's, there's stuff for learning and debugging, um, but there's like revisions coming out from Apple like every day, so we'll keep that guide updated as um, new. Um, you can be that coder in the coffee shop with the iPad coding on the Pythons. You can, it, just just be aware there's a couple gotchas. Just read yeah. through the guide so you know exactly what you have to do. You might have to delete a file and then. Save the glowing armor for last because I got a little video. Okay. Uh, we got a micro bit cricket robot from Richard. A, another guide from him where uh, we take our, our, our multi-layer um, robot and you put a cricket with a micro bit on top and you make a little rover bot with a distance sensor. It's got a lot of sensors on it. How to um, set up your own Commodore 64 emulator. That's by Matt Goodrich. He did a bunch of cool guides, including how to run Solaris, how to run Next Step, how to run Magic Cap, how to run, I think, Newton. OS. Yeah, we're getting through all of them. We're getting we through all the cool operating systems. If you want to set up an emulator, he'll tell you how to do it. So Commodore Speaking 64. Speaking of, uh, General Magic the movie is now everywhere. You can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Amazon. Watch it. It's about uh, Magic Cap and more. And then when you're done, you're like, that's really cool. That was so futuristic even back then. I want to run that. You, you can. You, we have a guide. And then, uh, yeah, fun times. And then I think the PCT temperature sensor, that's a breakout uh, that we put in the store. It's a low-cost temperature sensor. Um, not very precise, but works quite well. And what, what is nice about it is you can put like 38 of them on one I2C bus. We have the Lego head lamp with audio. So it's it's a lamp that um, has cool like lamp. Audio, audio effects. It's a Lego head. It's a dual color print. And then when you pick it up to shake it, you can turn it on or off, change the audio effects, uh, LED effects, and it'll also play audio clips from the Lego movie. And last but not least from Erin, she tried out that 3D printing on fabric technique to make glowing scale armor. So she made a bra and like a chest piece using um, 3D print on fabric technique and then stuffing NeoPixels inside of it. We love stuffing yeah. NeoPixels and stuff. We're gonna play a little clip from that video. Take it away, Erin. Design and 3D print custom cosplay scale armor. 
Printing on mesh fabric makes it flexible and versatile for use in any costume. Add NeoPixel dots inside each scale and animate your lights with custom colors using a Gemma M0. See the full build tutorial on the Adafruit Learning System and remember to subscribe for more fun cosplay projects. And that is all 217 guys. <sighs> Amazing. 2017. Yeah. yeah. A more We're almost cut up to numbers. the year, so yeah. it's going to be cool. We're going to have more, more guides than are in this year of our Lord. 17. Yeah. Guides, that's a lot. Yeah, so okay. in a few days we'll be 2020. Made in New York City factory footage. Take it away, factory footage. Beep. And it wouldn't be factory footage without a look outside the window for a sunrise or sunset or what happens to be a rainy day here in New York City. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. I like that cloud's coming in. All right, so this week, because last week was Ada Box unboxing, we have two Double the 3D videos. printing videos and then two 3D sped up videos. So what I'm going to do is play them back to back to back to back, four backs. Okay. Okay, just get your popcorn, everybody, and yeah. get ready. So I'm going to do it. Here we go. See on the other side. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we'll show you how to make a light-up Lego head. 
In this project, we'll use NeoPixels to light up a 3D printed LEGO head. Adafruit Circuit Playground Express has everything we need to light up our projects. With the built-in accelerometer, we can do shake detection to play music and animate the NeoPixels. The circuit playground snap fits into the case and screws into the bottom of the head. A mini speaker at the top screws right in so it's easy to assemble. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. The Adafruit Stemma speaker is a plug and play amplifier with a built-in speaker. You can use JST cables to easily connect it to other boards. It's also got large pads for alligator clips, so it's great for throwing together a quick project. With the stemmer speaker, you can easily add audio to your projects. We're using CircuitPython to program the NeoPixels and play audio files. You can grab the latest version of CircuitPython by heading over to circuitpython.org. Check out all of the supported hardware. You can plug in your Circuit Playground and hit the reset button to get the bootloader ready for flashing. Then just drag and drop the UF2 file to automatically flash the firmware. Check out the Moo Python editor. You can write and debug your code using the built-in serial console. To build this project, grab the code and follow along with the learn guide. We 3D printed the head with dual extrusion so the eyes and mouth are dark when the lights are on. The model has a thin shell and it can be printed without any support material. You can download the files and 3D print the parts. The Stemma speaker press fits into the holder and gets screwed into the top of the Lego head. It's USB powered so it can stay plugged into your computer. Join the Adafruit Discord and chat with us during our live streams. It's a great place to have project discussions and engage with folks in the community. We invite you to share your projects on Adafruit Show and Tell. You can join the live stream and share your projects. All participants get a free vinyl sticker. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Folks, in this week's project, we're making Cappy from Mario Odyssey. In this video, we'll show you how to use Adafruit's Monster Mask and attach it to your hat with our 3D printed case. The Adafruit Monster Mask is an all-in-one board that's designed for beginners looking to add electronics to their projects. With the Monster Mask, you can customize the eyes to match the theme of your character. The board is designed so it can be split apart and joined back together with a cable. So you can separate the eyes or bring them closer together which is great for projects like Cappy. It's really easy to customize the look of the eyes. Just open the text file and change things like the size of the iris or the color of the pupils. Check out the learn guide for a quick start and read through all of the different options you can play around with. The guide covers everything you need and there's a lot of great projects for inspiration. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. Download the files and 3D print the parts. If you need to make any changes, you can modify the source file and remix the design. We got this really nice cappy hat from Amazon. It's got padded polyester, so it feels pretty comfortable. You can separate the eyes using flush diagonal cutters. Just follow the perforated holes. Be sure to do this in a well-ventilated area to avoid breathing in any dust. With the PCB separated, you can connect them back together with a 9-pin JST-SH cable. 
This gives you about 10 centimeters of distance. For this project, we'll bring them closer together. Start by installing them into the case. You can use M3 nylon screws to secure them to the built-in standoffs. An electronic screwdriver makes this much easier. This 500 milliamp LiPo battery should give you about three hours of battery life. You can use foam tape to stick it behind the PCB. The eye covers are printed in white PLA filament and super glued on top of the case. Next, we'll need to remove the existing eyes from the hat. Start separating them by pulling apart the edges. We used a ceramic blade to slice through the glue. We were pretty careful not to cut the fabric or any of the threads. You'll want to take your time if you want to salvage these eyes. The 3D printed case is large enough to cover up any of the glue stains or strands of thread. To attach the case to the hat, we used a needle and thread. We designed tabs on the side of the case so you can stitch it to the hat. You can create a running stitch by passing the needle in and out of the fabric. Just be sure to make a knot and tie off the thread to keep it from coming undone. And there you have it! That's how you can make Mario's Cappy with animated eyes. If you have any projects you'd like to share, we invite you to come on Adafruit Show & Tell livestream. Attendees get a free vinyl sticker. Also be sure to join Adafruit's Discord server and become a part of the community. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
Don't forget, you can learn how to make all the stuff and more with 3D Hangouts. No, Pedro, every single Wednesday. Um, a little bit of a reminder before we go over to Noops. One thing is get a new box because we're going to run out. But i, I got to start doing this every week. Yep. That's what my boss told me. Um, That's me. Code is pumpkin fruit. 10% pumpkin off into fruit. Adafruit. Ten percent off Adafruit stuff all the way up till 1:59 p.m. or when I rem <coughs> remember to uh, turn it off. Let's do this thing, Lady Ada. Yay! All right. So first up, um, we're gonna do a little bit of a recap from last week. So last week we did a video afterwards, but still, yeah. you're watching live. We have a couple Ada Box thirteens. Uh, Left over from when we do our big round, we always have a little bit left over because yeah. we always make a little bit more than we need just in case. And whatever we have goes into the store. However, this is it. Like, we're probably not going to make yeah. more or have more. So, if you would like to get everything you need to do all the cool Ada Box Monster Mask projects, including all the goodies, you get the battery, the mask, the lenses, the plastics, the elastics, the triglides. If we're out of stock on Monster Mask, but you still want one fast before we put more in stock, you can get them by buying an Ada box, which gets all the stuff you want anyways. So yep. that's, that's, a, that's a hack. And it comes in a nice box. It's a life hack. Um, nice technique. Okay, we've got the Teeny Pico from Unexpected Maker. This is an ESP32 miniature dev board. It's so small and so cute. Uh, it's got uh, ESP32 on it. It is very tiny. Uh, it's got a USB serial converter, some flash memory and uh, regulator and all the good stuff. So it's just like a super tiny Wi-Fi board ready for your Wi-Fi fun. Yeah. Uh, for use with our stemma boards, we have a three pin stemma to stemma connector. It's like four inches long or so. Um, we'll be using it in some boards, but for example, the stemma speaker that we just put in, if you want to connect that up to something that had a, a JST output, this would be a cable that you could use. It's a little cable. Coming soon, the STM32F04, 168 MHz, Cortex-M4 from ST. This chip uh, is featured in the Pi board, and we've been porting CircuitPython to it because uh, we love it. It's really extremely fast and very powerful. It's got great peripherals. Uh, and so we crafted a feather. It's our first USB-C feather. So I thought I could show this off. And this is actually it running uh, CircuitPython is doing a little OLED demo, just testing out uh, I2C on it. So you can see it's totally able to read files and, and display text, and it does a little font check after that. So we'll remove this. It works well with our Feather, so we're going through and testing that. But it's got the STM32F04, 2 megabytes of SPI flash, uh, 32 kilohertz, and I think 32 megahertz crystal. Um, 3-volt regulator with 500 milliamp output. It's got a NeoPixel reset button, um, LiPo charger. You can run off a LiPo. It has an indicator LED as well as a charge LED. And on here, uh, we had a little bit of space, so I stuck on one of these Stemma QT or Quick compatible cables for I2C. So it's really easy to plug in I2C sensors and displays. Uh, we've been putting more and more um, Stemma QT slash Quick compatible devices in the shop, so this is great. And uh, it's Feather compatible. It's got the same pinout names as our other Feather, so all of our wings are gonna work with it. And it's got that lovely USB-C, so it's like, oh, which way does the USB-C cable go? Like up, down, it doesn't matter, because it's reversible. So coming soon, sign up to get this beast of a Feather 
which will be in the store soon. We'll notify <laughs> you. Oh, and there's an SD card in the bottom. I keep forgetting. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that. Boom. SD card in the bottom. Nice. Glad you asked. I usually don't put stuff in the bottom. This time I did. All right. This is our entire line of smart e-ink. It has memory. It's smart. So we wanted to make sure it was clear. This is different than all the crummy ones out there. Not crummy. This is Think Ink. Think Ink. That's what we're calling it. And that's what it is. Okay. So we have a new e-ink display. Now the tricolor 2.9 inch. We had 2.7, 2.13, 1.54. So we're making our way up. 2.9 inch is the next one up. It has a micro SD socket on the back. And yes, it has that built-in memory. So what's really nice about this is, see this Metro? This is a Metro 328. It's an Atmega 328 with only 2K of RAM, which is like nothing. So even that old Arduino orange one that only JP has, it, that would work with this. Correct, because- in has a pumpkin size spice Arduino. You got to see here's an orange one. It's true. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. So the e-ink displays because they have a lot of, they actually need like about 11K of RAM to display on them. And uh, so a lot of e-ink projects that you'll see from other vendors, they just show it displaying an image and not like text or graphing nope. or anything because they don't have that RAM buffer that lets you actually change what's on the display. Because e-inks are very interesting. You can't um, it's not like a RGB TFT where you can change one pixel at a time. You have to write the entire display at once. And that's why having that RAM is handy so that, for example, uh, with this Metro, you can draw to that RAM buffer and then say, okay, display that onto the e-ink. Um, and e-inks aren't very fast anyways. You're not supposed to update them more than every few minutes. So it's a perfect match because you're not going at super high speeds. Um, you can see how long it takes to update. It takes about 15 seconds. Um, to switch images. And in this case, I'm just displaying a bitmap off of the uh, SD card. It's got lovely red, nice crisp black on a kind of a pale white background. So that's why it's called a tricolor display. And you can use this with that FT232H as well. Okay. New yeah. It's a recap for, new, 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 new. for everyone new. at home. Okay. okay. Speedy new. New, 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 new. Did you miss that on AdaBox 13? Or maybe you loved it so much you want to give it as a gift. You can now get a monster mask with all the fixins. In the AdaBox 13, we have a couple in the shop. If you want to make an ESP32, but really, really small, check out the TV Pico. It's an ESP32 board with USB 3.0 converter and flash antenna, but it's really tiny. Great for little projects that have Wi-Fi. This JST PH is a two millimeter pitch connector and you get a three pin to three pin cable Handy for some upcoming stuff. We want to get these cables in stock so you can plug and play your stemmas. Coming soon, STM32F405, 168 MHz Cortex-M4 from ST. Has an SD card slot on the bottom, two megabytes of SPI flash. Has a stemma quick connector for quick I2C stuff. Battery charging, USB-C, NeoPixel, like a megabyte of flash, tons of RAM. It's a beast of a chip and it's coming through soon to the Feather format. And new in our Think Ink series, we have a 2.9 inch e-ink display, tricolor, lots of pixels with RAM on the back so you can use it with any microcontroller or microcomputer. New, 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 new. Okay, so we're gonna do a couple more things. First up, don't forget, use the code Save a buck or two. Get keep, that e-ink. Keep this open source hardware company going because I don't think anyone else is going to want to do this if we go away. 
Um, Lady Ada, we are going to do top secret, but just a reminder, everyone go to adafruit.it slash discord, join all 14,000 of us. It's like a 24 seven hacker space. So you can bring your granddaughter too. But let's do um, some questions right after we do some top secret. So from Kay. the Adafruit vault, we have a couple things. Get your questions ready. Go into Discord. Yeah, and you got a couple things. So first in. up, you're going to show this uh, Stemma, and then we're going to show that Bluefruit video. Okay. So what is Th this? This is uh, upcoming. It's a Stemma that is a small surface mount relay, and it's got surface mount terminal blocks. So you'll be able to use that cable that you just saw, plug it in, and control a very compact relay that has a 60-watt output. And I like I made all surface mount. Okay, uh, the next thing that we're going to show is, I think, one of the most impressive electronic demos I've seen and been part of, and it's just because we're getting so close to being able to do so much with low-cost, high-performance hardware, especially with Bluetooth Low Energy. So I'll let past us just take it away. Okay, go past B. Lady, what is this? Hey, I'm testing out the test flight of the latest, not quite ready, but about to be released, Bluefoot Connect app and the TFT gizmo attached to a circuit playground Bluefruit. Okay. And this is really neat because you can now send images from your iOS or Android device yeah. to Gizmo. You can send that to that, but I want to see a live demo, like maybe take a photo and send it over. Okay. That, that's crazy. All right. Well, let's, let's choose an image and let's take a photo. Right. And then uh, it's going to be me. Uh -huh. And then, let me take that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you took a photo with the iPad. Use better. Okay. And you're going to, and you're going to zoom you in. Yeah. Big, big, big okay. face. All right. Then what? Okay. And then I'm going to send the image. Okay. And then it's being transferred over Bluetooth. It's wirelessly. Wires. Over and you can see my beautiful So it's a little pocketable <laughs> Circuit Playground Express Bluefruit, and yeah. you just transferred it over. This is cool. Yep, yeah, and this is going to be coming soon to Bluefruit Connect. All right, neato. And next up, we have a minor update coming out for our badge. It's the Edge badge powered by Braincraft. You'll see this very soon. And with that, it's top secret. Back in the vault. Okay. So we're going to okay, go over to, questions. yeah, we're going to answer some questions. We're going to do that at adafruit.it slash discord. I'm ready for um, it. Hit me. Yeah, we're going to do that, and then we're going to give something away, and then we're going to get out of here because we're tired. I'm kind of tired. I want to test um, more of this STM32 Yeah, we're really excited. So there's a lot of hardware going on right now. And, so much hardware. Uh, yeah. USB-C okay. is coming. Yeah, so uh, someone wants to know, do we or could we have a foot-long... USB-C rounded panel mount extension, like a big long cable. What you should one do... One foot panel mount USB-C cable. Yeah, so what we should do, because everyone's like, I want one foot, 18 inches, 24, one yeah. meter. You just grab our USB-C to USB-C plug adapter that has the whole, like it has a USB-C socket on both ends, and then just get any USB-C cable you want and plug it in, and voila, you've got exactly the length you want. That's the only way to really make everybody happy because otherwise it's yeah. too long, it's too short, we don't want to stock 5,000 cables. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, will we port circuit Python to something like the Teensy 4? Yeah. We may. Yeah. Right now we're focusing on the STM because we think those are super popular and they're very powerful chips. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. So what's nice about this is that once we get, you know, we're doing the STM 32, F405, and 412 are the kind of the two that we're working mm. on the most. But Down hopefully, the roads and XP stuff that's coming? Yeah, and XP could yeah. be after. Um, 
What color will the STM board be? Because some people are allergic to green PCBs. I am too. It's green. No. Why is that? So I think green, like... What's your problem, everybody? So I think... So the only green Eat board... Eat your veggies. The only green board I like is Cricut because if, if green PCBs didn't exist, I would want it to be green. Yeah. But... Um, I, I don't know. Maybe blue because ST is like it's a blue yeah. logo. I think blue so might be blue nice. Blue could be nice. Yeah. We haven't had any blue. But I agree. Like I don't. I'm not a fan of green. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, it's going to be a beast. It is true. Beast. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this is a compliment for you, Lady Ada, and by proxy me. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because uh, we do a column together in 2600 called 20, uh, called Citizen Engineer. That's right. Yeah, and let me just, uh, just a little bit of a note. So 2600, they're always having issues with distributors and printers, and they're they're the hacker magazine that got us all here. Yes. Like it or not. They're and the so, grandmother of and hacker so, magazines. And so they're trying something new where they're selling DRM-free PDFs on their website. So check out 2600.com. This issue, I'm going to go there tonight and order it, even though I'm a subscriber yes. and I write please, for it and everything. Please support them because yeah. they've had a lot of struggles with their distributor and getting ripped off and like, you know, they'll sell to a bookstore then the bookstore goes out of business, goes out of business yeah. which sucks. But then what happens is that they don't get paid. And so it's been, it's struggling. They, yeah. you know, it's, it, for anybody who's doing magazines, but yeah. especially ones that aren't like Condé Nast. Um, next up, any news on the little circular display we showed off will appear in a gizmo? Probably not in gizmo this round. Um, but the circular displays are really expensive. Um, we have them. It's going to work with Circuit yeah. Python. The but. TFT gizmo is the screen that's on there. I'm really liking it. It's rectangular. Um, so it's not like round, but we kind of made it work on the gizmo shape. And um, the thing about the round displays is that it's still like 240 by 240, but then the pixels get cut off. So yeah. we might eventually make a round version of the gizmo, but right now we really like in the square one. Yeah, someone said by proxy, I think you mean vicariously. Yeah, both. Both, um, yeah. yeah. Transitively. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, let's see here. How much RAM is on the STM32F405 Express? You know, I can't remember. It's either 192K or 256K. I think it's 256K. Okay. But I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I just remember it's a one megabyte flash. That's all I remember. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you don't spend all your time flying micro quadcopters around the factory all day. You know, we did that once. We, we have did. a video. Yeah. yeah we did. You know, once you do it once, you're just like, eh, you know, you gotta do it. And you're like, okay, I did it. Okay. Uh, with that, I'm going to switch over to trivia. And if you ask any questions, we'll get to it. Yeah. What do you want to give away? We're going to give away one of uh, the e-ink 2.9 Think Ink okay. e-ink displays. Does it works with Arduino or CircuitPython or Linux, whatever you like. Okay. And uh, we're going to go fast because we got to get out of here. we got to get out of here. So, so here's the deal. So start calling now. Call the phone number when it appears or if you already know it, call it. If you've won something for you can't win again, only one win per lifetime, you'll get one of these e-ink displays. It's a lovely tricolor e-ink display, great for all sorts of projects. What are the rules? I said some of the rules. And then, yeah, call this number. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to say ahoy, ahoy. And then I ask you your name and where you're calling from and a project you've worked on or you want to work on. And then if you can do that, I'll give you an e-ink display. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah? Right. So this phone's here. It's ready uh, for you to call it. Any ETA for Circuit Python to get from release candidate from Alpha? Yeah, we usually we do it fast. I mean, like as soon as we think it's ready. Yeah, we go fast, so there, we don't. There's no like, let's think about it. We don't so wait. Like, yeah. We're not Gmail. It's not going to be in beta <laughs> for ten years. Do you want to go to the overhead? Do I want to go to the overhead? Yeah, I usually do. 
Well, I wanted to keep the phone number oh, okay. up, and I'm also pasting it in the chat. Okay. So we'll see if anyone calls. Okay. And then if they call. Call this yeah, number to get free stuff. Uh, someone did not win last week. They called later, and they're like, after we were off air. So it's like, that's, you know, the, the week before. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, this is the overhead if you want to just, like, guess we have a phone. It's a phone. Phone. Phone, phone. It's waiting. Yeah. The boggling. So let's see. If there are no... If there's nobody calling, then uh, I'm going to move on. And, uh, oh yeah, then there was a time where someone called and then they hung up. This happens. It does happen. It's what it is. Telephones are hard to use. Look, we do the best we can here. Yeah. I, I just have the free stuff and a phone. Yeah. Okay. You gonna call it? What? You gonna call the non-calling? Well, you know, it's funny, in the interview that we had with uh, Tim Clark, Boglins had a 900 number. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, you know, it's like, hey kids, you know. Have your, have your call, you know. Hey, hey kids. Hey kids, call, call. Call 1-900. Call on Bitstab. That's right. Get your parents' permission. Don't get your parents' permission, just call. Just call. <laughs> Take a dollar from the person wallet and send it to Soupy Sales. He told that story too about that, that was kind of neat. I like when you move the puppet. Oops. Oh, hey. The Boglin convinced yeah. someone. Okay, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna pick it up. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your name and where you're calling from? My name is Brian. I'm calling from San Francisco. Okay, Brian. <laughs> Brian. You can't win a prize. You get everything you want for free. No, that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm that's glad he, he tested I the phone. To make sure someone calls. He tested that the phone okay. worked. That's okay, why. Bye. So we're just gonna save. We're gonna save it for next week. No, we're okay, next week. Okay, bye, bye, <laughs> Brian. All right, so next week. Uh, yeah. double prizes maybe. That's fine. All right, thanks everybody. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Well, what happens is people watch the video later, and they think it's live. Oh yeah. So I might have to start giving away stuff in the chat because the you know we thought we nailed the nailed the the issue with um. Okay, so how do we give something away? Yeah. So we did the phone call because that's easier than say who's first. Might have to return to the chats because the delay. Like, someone's going to watch this three weeks from now, and they call. Oh, yeah. And they think it's live. Okay. Yeah, that's the way it is. That's so cool. Okay. All right. Okay, thanks, everybody. With that being said, um, we're going to um, we're gonna end the show. Bye. <laughs> Not forever. It's for tonight. Um, don't forget. Pumpkin fruit. Use it. Tips it off. Use it or lose it. And, don't call. Uh, don't we'll, call anymore. Yeah, we'll see everybody uh, next week, 8 p.m., for Ask an Engineer, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time for Show and Tell. Yes. Special thanks to all the folks that are uh, helping Chats. out behind the scenes. And tonight at Adafruit, that is Takara. Thank you, Takara. Thanks, Takara. And special thanks to all of the Adafruit remote team members that are helping out, um, whether they're watching now or later. And all the Adafruit community members, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for making this a September that kept our head above water. September it is to remember. crazy out there. If there isn't tariffs, there's something else going on that's crazy every hour. Now, <laughs> this is like... Do you want to make a boggling moat? It's a little bit too much. A moot. I'm going to make a moot. And so, um, thank you, everyone. It's Canadian. Yeah. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Special thanks to all the community out there, all the customers, everyone out there doing cool stuff. It's Open Source Hardware Month. If you have stories, 
send them to opensource.adafruit.com. We'll be posting up a lot of cool stuff, and we're definitely going to be celebrating and spotlighting and giving voice to some of the folks who maybe haven't had that, and that's one of the things that we want to do in the month of open source. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Here everybody. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye. Bye. <laughs>